It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. The NBA's in-season tournament is officially over, but the work, the reward from it, oh, that's just beginning. How the Magic and the Pacers were the big winners of the in-season tournament, or we're going to claim the Magic are. The Pacers were. We'll give them that, but we're going to claim the Magic are. And why it sets up the future of the East. We'll talk about that, plus Mo Wagner, Joe Ingles. That's always fun on today's episode of Locked on Magic. You are Locked On Magic, your daily Orlando magic podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And you are indeed Locked On Magic. Today is December 11th, 2023. My name is Phil Prosperike. I'm the expert and site editor over at OrlandoMagicDaily.com. Of course, follow me on Twitter at PhilipRR underscore OMD. On today's episode of Locked on Magic, the in-season tournament is over and the NBA got their way. The Los Angeles Lakers are the winners, but they're not the, they may be taking the trophy home, but they are not the only winners. Why the Indiana Pacers and the Orlando Magic have laid claim to the future of the Eastern Conference. We'll build on some things we talked about at the end of Friday's ep- or Saturday's episode of Locked On Magic coming up here in just a moment. First, we want to thank you again for making Locked On Magic part of your day every day, no matter when you listen to us, whether it's first thing in the morning, whether it's right when we upload. We truly appreciate you making Locked On Magic part of your day every day. Remember, there's a great Locked On podcast covering every single team in the NBA. Just search for Locked On and the team you're looking for, the Locked On Podcast Network. It's your team every day. This episode of Locked On Magic is brought to you by Prize Picks, the easiest and most exciting way to daily fantasy to play daily fantasy sports. It's two daily fantasy sports. I, I consider that a verb. Go to prizepicks.com slash locked on NBA and use code all lowercase locked on NBA for a first deposit match of up to $100. Don't forget, too, the Orlando Magic are back in action tonight at the Amway Center to take on the Cleveland Cavaliers. Sweet revenge on all of our minds. And you can catch every play of the Orlando Magic season on the SiriusXM app. Catch the home broadcast by going to the SXM app and searching for Magic. The in-season tournament is over. All the hand-wringing, all the people guffawing and hemming and hawing and other fancy words to say that they're sticking their nose up at this thing can officially go to sleep or put be put to rest. Um, we get we, They get officially kind of quiet down and... and, and Stop trying to rein in all of our fun. The Los Angeles Lakers defeated the United Pacers on Saturday to claim the first in-season tournament crown, legitimizing the proceedings by giving LeBron James a first, the first uh, first champion, first MVP, I believe, of the in-season tournament. Um, he, The league got what it wanted. It got a, a fairly entertaining final, to be perfectly honest. And, and, and more importantly, it got people talking about the NBA in November. It created some stakes. It gave us something to, to, to think about and, and to discuss. That was not just whether James Harden's going to ask out of the Clippers after he just got there, which, you know, 
that's still very much on the table. Trade season starts on Friday. Dan Caesar tournament was an unqualified success. Uh, no matter how you ultimately feel about it, no matter how what you ultimately think of it, it accomplished its goal. And I would sit here and say that its goal, it's I would sit here and say the, the callous, the, the reality is its goal was to get you to talk about the NBA. You talked about the NBA. You discussed it. You you chatted about it in November during football season. Mission accomplished NBA. You did the job. But now we've done it once. Maybe it'll gain some prestige. Maybe it'll become part of the normal rhythm of a season. But these, this tournament also had another purpose. It was one we talked about in the summer. It's one we continue to talk about. It is an opportunity for young teams to get a chance to play some meaningful basketball earlier in the season. It was a chance for something random to happen because in a best four out of seven series, randomness does not happen. To do something four times is consistent, even if it takes seven games to do it. One game is random. And when you only got one chance against a team, when something matters, random things happen. Random things like the New Orleans Pelicans winning a group that included the Minnesota Timberwolves, Golden State Warriors, Oklahoma City Thunder, and San Antonio Spurs. Random things happen. I think that was their group. Maybe that wasn't the group. Uh, random things happen. Like the, the, I think the Pelicans were in the Rockets, Nuggets, Mavericks, Clippers group. The Nuggets, the defending champs, didn't make the knockout round. And so it gave us, a, it gave the league a chance to potentially create some new stars. And, and obviously, Look, I'm going to relate it back to the Magic. We'll get to that in a minute. Undoubtedly, the runaway winner of this tournament was the Indiana Pacers. Um, The Indiana Pacers beat the Philadelphia 76ers. They beat the Cleveland Cavaliers. They beat the Boston Celtics. They beat the Milwaukee Bucks. They beat some legitimate teams. They went undefeated until the final to win the East in the in-season tournament. And they did it with style, they did it with flair, and they did it in a fashion that is going to generate clicks and generate TV and do all that other stuff that the league was trying to get out of this tournament. The Pacers clearly established themselves as a team we need to watch. And yes, I know they're sitting in fifth in the East right now, but they have the best offense in the league. They have a budding star in Tyrese Halliburton who blossomed into a full star in these meaningful pressure games. They made a big deal of it that Tyrese Halliburton played his first TNT game against the Boston Celtics in the quarterfinal in the quarterfinals of this tournament on the Gingrich Fieldhouse floor. That could have been the magic, by the way. Um, not that I was, you know, but not that we'll get to that. Halliburton was the undoubted star. And if the Pacers had won, the undoubted MVP. And frankly, he is the MVP of this tournament. So kudos to the Pacers. Kudos to our friends at Locked On Pacers. They have a lot to be proud of and a lot to be excited about. Because we sat here and said during the summer, before the tournament started, and during the tournament, that this was a chance for the Magic to put themselves on that kind of a stage. This was a chance for the Magic to feel what pressure feels like. To get maybe any mistakes out of the way so that when they got to the postseason in April, and maybe we thought it was the play-in tournament in the summer, now we think it'll be the playoffs, that they will now have just a little taste of what that might feel like 
when they make the playoffs. That's what we wanted to see from this group. That's what we wanted to see from this team is the chance to make the playoffs. The chance or the chance to experience playoff pressure. And look, yes, the Magic did not make the quarterfinal round. And again, I credit the Magic so much for this instead of boohooing and trying to play the blame game on the rules and, and the point differential tiebreaker and all that stuff like some teams did, Boston. Um, the Magic put the blame squarely on themselves for not advancing. They said we shouldn't have lost by 20 to Brooklyn. That was a we we didn't understand what the in-season tournament was at that point, perhaps, or understand how important these games are, how important every game is. Lesson learned. We should have beaten Chicago by more than six. In a game they were up by 20. The Magic gave up the lead, needed some late baskets, needed some clutch baskets late to win that game and put themselves in position to sweep their home games and potentially advance. Orlando did all it could do to advance, giving themselves a 22-point cushion that the Celtics had to beat the Bulls by 22, by 23 in order to get out of that round. They certainly did that with some chicanery thrown in, and we'll see if rules are changed to make, to make sure that can't happen next year. But like the Pacers, the Magic had to step up. They had to step up to the plate. They had to get onto a stage they had never been on and perform. And frankly, the Magic and the Pacers are two sides of the same coin because the Magic are the second best defense in the league. The Pacers are the best offense in the league. Um, but they, they showed the league, they showed the East, more importantly, that they are going to be running this joint very soon. Or if things go correctly, they will be running this joint very soon. Both the Pacers and the Magic are short on playoff experience. Pacers went out and got Bruce Brown, sure. Miles Turner's been in, in the playoffs before, but Tyrese Halliburton's not been in the playoffs before. They missed the playoffs last year. Both these teams are going to be in the play, in the playoffs this season. They are going to be factors in this season. They're going to be getting that experience, and what they're hoping to show and what they're hoping to tell the rest of the league, especially the rest of the East, is that our time is coming. Our time isn't necessarily coming it's now and that's something that the in-season tournament certainly can be a sign of we don't know we've never done this before but it certainly feels like both the Pacers and the Magic serve notice to the rest of the league the Magic beating the Celtics at home you know being a dark horse team already that a lot of people pick to get out of their group despite having the tournament favorite in Boston in it they all kind of told the rest of the league we are coming. Now, look, we don't know. We certainly feel like the Magic have upgraded their expectations and upgraded what they believe they can do. Uh, and, and, you know, we're all, I've sat here and said it too. I no longer think this is a postseason team. This is a playoff team. We're no longer aiming for the play-in tournament. Let's avoid that thing entirely. Let's make the playoffs. Let's, we, you know, keep Mission 83 is still intact. But we're not playing for 83. We're playing for 83, 84, 85, 86. Four games. Not, not, not one, not two, four. That's what's changed about this Magic team. And like the Pacers, everything has clicked into place. They had a vision for what their team was going to be. They found a star to build that vision around. And now they're starting to watch that team blossom. 
Obviously, we saw the Pacers blossom on a huge stage. And if the NBA learned anything from this in-season tournament, it's to put a team like the Pacers on national TV more. I would argue the same for the Magic, but the Pacers have earned it now. They they went on national TV twice, three times, put on strong performances that surely got the ratings the NBA was looking for. The Magic will have their chance to stand on that big stage in February when they host the Oklahoma City Thunder. And yeah, we've all got that date circled on our calendar. Magic fans, be loud for that game. We need to we need to show off. Indiana's only national TV game currently on their schedule is a TNT game at Boston. Their crowd isn't going to get the stage that we're going to get here in Orlando. But that stage is earned. The Pacers certainly appear to have earned that stage with their in-season tournament performance. The Magic arguably have too. And both these teams are going to be factors moving forward. We just saw the Magic play the Pistons, obviously, on Friday. And we saw a a team that we thought was going to be one of our peers completely fall apart. It's not to say that the Magic and Pacers are destined for championships or for championship contention, but we are two teams growing up at the same time. They are going to be our rivals. And the world's always a little bit better when the Pacers are one of our rivals. They're going to be our rival. They're going to be a team we are fighting with constantly. And I, for one, am excited about that because I can't think of a better matchup and a more fun matchup than what we saw when they faced each other earlier this year. But the clash of styles that these two teams have, that could very well be the future of the Eastern Conference. And that's what both teams showed over the last month in the in-season tournament. When we come back, we're going to go over the season so far for a couple of key bench players. It's Mo Wagner and Joe Ingles and their impact off the bench coming up ne- next here on in just a moment. But first, it's time for a quick word from our friends over at Prize Picks. Look, daily fantasy sports games can be really, really confusing. Just like the in-season tournament, you don't always know what's going on. How do I score points? What is the salary cap system? I... No, 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 that's bad. The best things in life are simple, and Prize Picks is daily fantasy made simple, made easy. There are a few complicated things here, but pretty much all you have to do is put together an entry of two to six players and, and predict whether they will score more or less than their projected entry. You think Paolo Bancaro will score more than 19.5 points in Monday's game against Cleveland Cavaliers? You simply say he will score more than 19.5 points in the game on Monday. You just do that a bunch of, a couple of times and you get a real good chance to win your money. Prize Picks does allow a little bit of complication like their specials league. It's a league created specifically for combo projections that include two or more players from different sports or leagues like LeBron James and Travis Kelsey at a 10 and a half combo of three pointers made and receptions. Isn't that fun? That's the kind of stuff you get from Prize Picks. It's really, really, really that simple. Plus they offer their reboot policy. So your entries stay in play even if one of your players get injured. For football and basketball games, if you have a player who exits the game in the first half and does not return in the second, that player is rebooted. PrizePix is the only daily fantasy sports platform with an injury insurance policy like this. Go to prizepix.com slash LockedOnNBA and use code LockedOnNBA for a first deposit match of up to $100. Again, go to prizepix.com slash LockedOnNBA. Use code LockedOnNBA for a first deposit match of up to $100. 
This Lockdown Podcast is brought to you by Home Chef. Now that the novelty of the new year has dwindled down, how are your resolutions coming? One of mine was to order less takeout, cook more at home, but I'll be honest, I haven't been consistent. That is until I found Home Chef. Home Chef provides fresh ingredients and chef-designed recipes conveniently delivered to your doorstep to simplify the cooking experience and without robbing you of the joy of putting a dish together yourself. I'm Pescatarian, and they cater to a variety of dietary needs. I had this super refreshing ginger sesame salmon, a beautiful trout dish, and a super comforting shrimp and vegetable orzo dish, all of which took me less than 30 minutes to put together. For a limited time right now, Home Chef is offering all of our listeners 18 free meals, plus free shipping on your first box, and free dessert for life at homechef.com slash locked on. That's homechef.com slash locked on for 18 free meals and free dessert for life. Homechef.com slash locked on must be an active subscriber to receive free dessert. Don't forget the Locked On Podcast Network. It has the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel on YouTube. Locked On Sports Today is here for you 24-7, covering the top sports stories of the day with the local experts of Locked On, plus our national shows covering every league. Go to Locked On Sports Today on YouTube and subscribe to the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel today. It's We're at the quarter mark of the season. Um, we've passed the quarter mark of the season. Uh, we'll be doing first quarter review uh, episodes on Wednesday and Thursday is my plan. Um, I think that lines up with my schedule, but we'll be naming our first quarter MVP later this week. You can guess who that is later. We'll be asking our questions for the second quarter of the season coming up this week. We're going to do our big first quarter review uh, coming up here in a, it, it, this week while the Magic have some time off between uh, between games here. Um, so, uh, get excited for that. You know, I, I, I like I like taking a moment at, at each quarter to kind of evaluate where the team is at. But undoubtedly, one of the big stories of the Magic's first quarter of the season has been their depth. It's always it's been an issue, quite frankly, for the last couple of years, and, and it's expected when you're not one of the best teams in the league. Usually, it's because you don't have a lot of depth. It's because you have a you know you have maybe decent starters or starters that are maybe overstretched and 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 not able, you know, not necessarily able to do the things that you have to ask them to do every night. Um, but depth is usually the issue. You usually get pummeled on the benches. That's what the mag- that's how the magic were the last couple of seasons. But this year Orlando has been one of the best bench groups in the entire league. They're, they're first now in the league in scoring off the bench. Their bench group has won them games sometimes decisively. And we got to give a, you know, Cole Anthony deserves a lot of credit for that. He's been the main scorer, the main driver, and the main engine off that bench. Cole Anthony is one of the favorites to win sixth main of the year at this point. He's going to be in the conversation for an award. There's no doubt about it. And if the NBA knows what's good for them, they'll get him in the three-point contest or something. Have him be at All-Star Weekend, even if it's just to wear his dad's Knicks uniform and just antagonize the Indiana fans. Everybody needs a bad guy. We'll, 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 let, we'll, let, we'll let Cole do that. Um because Cole, Cole's, Cole's about that life. Um, but really, I think the difference in the bench has been the play of two veteran players. Mo Wagner and Joe Ingles have transformed this magic bench. And we'll get to Joe Ingles here in a minute. But I want to talk more specifically about Mo Wagner. Mo Wagner has completely flipped the script on, on himself. 
I will admit after his first 10-game stint with Orlando, I was unsure about keeping him. I, I wasn't even sure about keeping him after the 20, uh, 2022 season um, and, and with how he played throughout the year. I thought he was fine, not anything crazy. And even last year, I know I made this point repeatedly, you know, that Mo Wagner was the worst center defending, uh, the worst had the worst defensive field goal percentage at the rim, the worst rim protection numbers of any player that played of any center that played at least 41 games last year. He was really bad. He gave up, what was it? 60 something percent, um, 75. He was, he gave up 75 and a half percent at the rim, according to second spectrum last year. That's really bad. Like I can't stress that enough. That's really bad. But this year has seen him change the script completely. Not only is he scoring effectively around 12, a little bit more than 12, 13 points per game. Um, not only is he shooting an insane percentage, not only is he in the 71st percentile in, in pick and roll at pick and roll role man possessions, according to NBA.com's tracking stats at 1.27 points per possession, he's defending the rim exceptionally well. Not only does he lead the team in charges, he's like 13 or 14 charges already. Opponents are shooting just 57.7% at the rim when defended by Wagner. The Magic. Ha, you know, the Magic block a lot of shots, but they are not a shot-blocking team, or they don't have a lot of, like, natural shot blockers. I've been joking that the goal for Mo is to have the same number of blocks as he does charges. He had 13 blocks each of the last two seasons total. That's not a good number for a center, kids. But Mo Wagner has been a dominant presence in the paint. Anytime he's on the roll, as long as the ball hits his hands, he's grabbing it. Can't underestimate how good it is to have centers who have good hands. Just watch that game Friday against the Pistons when James Wiseman and uh, James Wiseman and Marvin Bagley couldn't catch the ball at all. Um, having a center with just such deft touch and hands is so critical to this team's success and to what they're able to accomplish and what they're able to do. He has been exceptional, to say the least. Uh, one of the best players on this team. And... Mo obviously brings the energy and brings the leadership that they're looking for too. He's been through it all. The Magic have a plus three and a half net rating with Wagner on the floor and a minus 2.3 net rating with him off the floor. It's a complete flip from last season. And while he was good, again, I don't want to say that he wasn't good last year. He has completely changed his, his script. He's completely changed his narrative. He is reliable all facets of the game. And this is what the Magic's bench has become. A group that understands its roles, that understands what it's capable of doing and executes it exceptionally well. That's who this Magic team is. That's who this Magic team has become. And that's why the Magic are playing the way they're playing and in the position they're in because they are capable of doing everything. They're capable of playing at an incredibly high level. And they are delivering the goods for this, for this team. Of course, one player who has delivered the goods very, very well and has certainly made a lot of believers out of fans is probably my favorite player on the team, or at least my favorite player to watch and listen to in Joe Ingles. How Joe Ingles has just made the magic better. We'll get to that coming up here in just a moment. 
But first, it's time for a quick word from our friends over at FanDuel. Uh, I believe a cold front is coming into Orlando. You can feel that chill in the air. Autumn is a Raider on the breeze. I, I don't remember what the, what the thing is, but the NFL offers will still stay hot on FanDuel. Right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 money line bet. That's $150 if your team wins. If you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, there's no better time to get in on the action than now. The app is so easy to use. There's a wide range of betting options, including spreads, player props, over-unders, and more. So visit FanDuel.com slash locked on and kick and keep this NFL season going right. FanDuel is official partner of the NFL. The NBA playoffs are right around the corner, and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. So when we talk about the bench, you know, obviously Cole Anthony, Mo Wagner, they provide the scoring punch. They're the ones that that kind of keep this team moving offensively. And Franz plays with that, that bench group a lot still. But honestly, the guy that I think makes it all work, the guy that connects all the pieces together, the guy that just makes sense is Joe Ingles. I know I've said this joke a million times uh, on here. I think I've said it to, to fans on, on Twitter. Uh, I say it everywhere. If you want to fix the lineup for the Orlando Magic, just put Joe Ingles in it. Like Joe, Ing- Joe Ingles will make everything all right. It's it's really wild to see how far Ingles has come and it, and how much Ingles impacts game. And you can't express it in stats. In almost 19 minutes per game, he is averaging 4.7 points per game, three and a half assists per game, and 2.7 rebounds per game. That doesn't sound very exciting. He's shooting 40% on threes now, so don't give him an open three. He's going to take smart threes too. And he's 40.9% from the floor overall. Again, most of his shots are threes, so that's not too surprising. But Ingles just makes everyone better, whether it's the spacing he provides, whether it's the passing. He just seems to get everyone on the right in the right spots on the floor or pi- put pinpoint passes to them. The Magic overall this season have a plus 10.7 net rating with Ingles on the floor, including a 120.3 offensive rating. Again, I want to repeat that. The Magic are 10.7 points per 100 sessions better with Ingles on the floor with a 120.3 offensive rating. This is not a strong offensive team, but in Ingles' minutes, they are at near Pacers level. Pacers are like 125, 127, so maybe not near Pacers level, but they are elite offensively when Ingles is on the floor. When Ingles is off the floor, the Magic have a team worse minus 0.1 net rating. Again, just note that the, the team worse is just slightly below even. And they only get 107.1 points per 100 possessions. Again, take those stats for what they are. You know, all the, all the grains of salt and everything else with it. But the stats pass the eye test too. Ingles is someone in, in such an intangible way sometimes 
who makes this team better. Essentially, he is the point guard of that second unit. The Magic, you know, Cole Anthony might bring the ball up, but he gets it to Ingles, and Cole works off the ball, and that's done wonders for him getting downhill and into the paint, where his in-between and his mid-range game has been outstanding. Joe Ingles is the one setting it up a lot and just being able to run pick and rolls effectively, being deceptive with his, both his speed and where he places the ball, and then being able to hit three-point shots with regularity, that's all the Magic could ask for. That's the kind of versatility this Magic team craves and Magic team absolutely loves. Jeff Waltman told us uh, at Media Day that the Magic wanted a veteran player like Joe Ingles. Joe Ingles is the guy they sought. This isn't a mistake that the Magic got Joe Ingles, and you can criticize the contract all you want. He has proved to be worth every single penny this year, and it certainly doesn't feel like the Magic are going to let him go in the at the deadline or in the offseason, that they will pick up that team option and get that second year from him. You know, squeeze every bit they can out of him while they can. Ingles has been fantastic. Plain and simple. He just makes everyone better. And if you're looking for reasons why the Magic have suddenly surged up the standings despite all the injuries, it's, yes, because individual players have gotten better. Paolo's better. Franz is better. Cole is better. Jalen Suggs is better. All those players are better. Yes, despite these injuries, it is about the health that they have had. Suggs has, you know, played almost every game except for the last except for the last game and, and one earlier in the year. You know, Isaac's been relatively healthy, and that's that I know relative is is holding a lot of weight there and, and breaking its back there. Um, they've been able to hold the ship steady because they have connectors. They have players who believe in what they're doing and the roles that they're playing and executing them at a very high level. That's something that Joe Ingles brings to this team. He knows exactly who he is. He knows exactly what he has to do. And yeah, it took him a little while to get himself into the swing of things and know where his shots are going to come from. But now that he does, we're seeing him play much better and the team is obviously much better for it. I want to thank you all again for listening to today's episode of Lockdown Magic. Of course, find me on Twitter at philiprr underscore omd. Subscribe to the podcast and Apple Podcasts. Hit your tune in Himley, Google Play, Spotify, Odyssey, and all the on podcasts to your podcast enable listening device for the latest on the Orlando Magic. Be sure to check out orlandomagicdaily.com. You can follow, follow me there on Twitter at philip at omagicdaily. For the latest on the Orlando Magic, be sure to check out orlandomagicdaily.com. You can follow, follow me there at omagicdaily. I think I said that already. Um, and don't forget, you can check out my Patreon page, patreon.com slash Hub. Don't forget the Orlando Magic play the Cleveland Cavaliers tonight at the Amway Center. If you can't make it to the game, check out Jake Chapman and the local broad, local radio broadcast on the Sirius XM app. Just go to the XM app, search for Magic. It's also on the Sirius XM radio. Um, because we're a home team, you'll get to hear the Magic broadcast on the radio. There's the dedicated Magic channel on the SXM app, though. Uh, check it out today. But that's going to do it for me today. I want to thank you all again for listening to today's episode of Locked on Magic. For Orlando Magic Daily and Locked on Magic, this has been Philip Ross from Nike. We'll see you all again next time for another episode of Locked on Magic. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.